0: Look who else is up and working on New Year's Day. It's our Von Palmer from the Vancouver Sun. So, Von, not a big New Year's Eve person?
1: Not a big New Year's Eve person, Sammy. Most overrated holiday of the year. Yes, Vaughn. There you go. Oh, crank. Yes. Okay. I'm no, I agree. Guy. I sit here in Victoria in the basement and I grumble, right? So, <laughs> uh, but uh, anyway, happy New Year, Simmy. Happy New year, and, year to you. And happy election year because that's what we're headed into. And I do BC politics. <laughs> and you and I are going to be busy talking about stuff up until... Election Day, which the Premier has told us many times, is October the 19th. So I'm going to take him at his word and say that's when we're going to be
0: voting. Only 10 and a half months to go. Now, I was surprised to see that on a Friday before New Year's, you know, we got this kind of quite unexpected decision from the B.C. Supreme Court that really kind of upended some things.
1: Yeah, it's a major decision by BC Supreme Court because it impacts something that the EB government tried to do this fall. So uh, hearing a lot of concerns from police and from mayors and communities and the public about open drug use in BC, the government brought in a law, passed it in October, that restricts open drug use in public spaces in general. That's what it does. Uh, It was immediately challenged in court. And I think, you know, if you go back to the court challenge, uh, real surprise that the courts would have taken this on. The law wasn't proclaimed into law. There were no regulations. The whole thing seemed premature. But on Friday, the Chief Justice of B.C. Supreme Court, Christopher Hinkson, issued a temporary injunction against implementation of the law. So that takes effect up to March 31st, so essentially three months from now. It was so sudden and so surprising. There were a lot of misinterpretations about it, understandable misinterpretations about what it does. For instance, the common comment, okay, it effectively legalizes drug use in parks and school grounds. No, it doesn't, because those are covered by pre-existing federal legislation. They were not the subject of the court action. So it is, they're still covered by the existing federal law. What's been suspended is the provincial law, Simi, and the provincial law hasn't been was passed. It hasn't been proclaimed into law because the province hasn't been ready to do that and they haven't produced the regulation. So It's in abeyance, I guess. It's been put on hold. It has certainly sent the EB government back to the drawing board to go, what does this court decision mean? How do we deal with it? And here's their first challenge for 2024.
0: Okay, but you make a very, very important point here because we had a lot of municipal politicians getting very upset over the weekend. But the point is, nothing has really changed as of yet. Nothing as of yet,
1: but again, and I've now gone back and read the judgment in this case twice. It's posted online, the B.C. Supreme Court site. It's not long. Uh, It's written in relatively plain language for a court judgment. And if you read through it and you see why the judge thought it was necessary to jump in right away, some would say prematurely, you look at what concerned him, it's going to be very tough. To reconcile the law as it's written, its regulations, which we haven't seen, with the judge's concern because there are major, major concerns, the judge says. Uh, First of all, he's concerned that the effect of the law by essentially outlawing drug taking or restricting drug taking in public spaces Um, such and such a distance from a playground, such and such a distance from a park, doorways, other public spaces, that he's concerned, the judge is concerned that the effect of that will be to drive drug use underground and put lives at risk. Because if drug takers uh, take drugs in isolation, it's not just the issue of stigmatizing them But there's also the issue of if they have an overdose, there's nobody there to look after them. So that's the first concern. His second concern is also a challenge to the provincial government. The judge says, yes, we have, um, I think the number is 47, uh, safe injection sites in BC. They're mostly in cities. Only some of them are available uh, around the clock and staffed. And he says the... If if users don't have safe supply places, safe injection sites to take their drugs, again their lives are at risk. Many of them don't have uh, private spaces of their own, they don't have a place to go, and now you're saying the police are going to harass them if they try to take drugs in public spaces. So again, the judges the judge, this isn't a final decision by any means, Sidney, but if you read through that, you go, it's going to be a real challenge for the New Democrats to address this because essentially the judge's ruling hits at two of the fundamentals of the current situation, driving people underground to take drugs, lack of safe spaces for them to take drugs in isolation publicly.
0: Right. All right, we're talking with Vaughn Palmer for The Vancouver Sun this morning about the surprise decision by the B.C. Supreme Court that really calls into question now what is going to happen with these spaces where public spaces, where you're not supposed to be consuming any drugs. And so there was a lot of political reaction to this as well, Vaughn.
1: Yeah, there's been a lot of reaction and it's still coming in because, you know, it was over the the New Year's weekend. Uh, The decision came down on Friday. So let's see. Uh, the mayors of the province so far, the ones we've heard from, I would say, collectively, are appalled. Uh, mayor of Vancouver said, oh, he respects the courts, but he wishes they would revisit this thing. Uh, Brad West, uh, the usually outspoken Port Coquitlam mayor, I think, spoke <laughs> for a lot of members of the public, sort of shocked and appalled at this. Mayor of Victoria, who uh, is on the left, said she still supports the provincial legislation on this and hopes that it can survive. So that's the mayors, and I think the mayors speak for the public. In fact, the thing I would say to the people out there celebrating this decision, um, the reason the provincial government enacted these restrictions on open drug use was to shore up support for decriminalization. Public support for decriminalization has been unraveling because of the chaos it has led to in public spaces. It's all very well to say you want more safe injection sites uh, from some of the coverage, Simi. You don't want to live next to one of those, right? And the same with other open drug use. So, you know, I, I think the mayors are speaking for the public when they say this is, you know, this is, they hope this decision is reversed. I think it is going to, if this decision survives and stands and you can't restrict open drug use, in public spaces, that's going to undermine public support for the experiment in decriminalization. And I think, Simi, that was the provincial government reaction. You said surprise. I think that's right. The EB government went into court arguing, uh, defending its law, arguing an injunction would be premature. I think they expected to win the case. I think they were shocked that they didn't. And they're now trying to figure out how do they proceed. They could enact the law, proclaim it into law, proclaim the regulations, and try to defend them in front of the judge because the case would resume after the injunction. Uh, They could try to elevate it to a higher court as a court challenge. But I think really, um, this is a government that did this, Simi, because they recognize public support for decriminalization is unraveling. And they see this decision as likely to make it worse.
0: Well, yeah, and you're right about that, because there were a lot of people on social media talking about this, saying, you know, advocating that, oh, yeah, this is a great decision. But that doesn't mean that they're going to get what they want either.
1: No, it doesn't. So uh, the BC United opposition, uh, sort of an easy response, I would say. Their response was, Uh, look, uh, provincial government rushed into this. Uh, They didn't do a good enough job defending their decision. Uh, The legislation is flawed. I don't know. I mean, yes, I guess you could say that. But I think, as I said, uh, the government's intentions were clear here. Uh, Yes, it took them a while to implement it. They haven't done it yet fully. But really, this is an out-of-the-blue court decision, uh, an injunction that was granted that I think surprised many The really interesting political response was from B.C. conservative leader John Rustad. The people who brought this case, the Harm Reduction Nurses Association, they have 76 members in British Columbia. They went into court arguing, in effect, a right to take drugs. Uh, a right to uh, not be restricted in where you do that. The constitutional issue wasn't resolved. The judge said he didn't need to do that in order to Mm -hmm. grant an injunction. John Rusted comes out and says, if I become premier, I'm going to use the override clause in the constitution to preserve this legislation. He says you got no right to walk down the street chug-a-lugging a a six-pack of beer, and you've got no right to take drugs anywhere in public spaces in B.C. So that is going to be a political battle line, I think, if this thing sustains through the year. We don't know if it will. And Simi, once again, you go, whatever you think of John Rustad, he jumps on issues quickly, and I think he will have some public support
0: for what he said. It's an interesting comparison, though, between what he said versus what Kevin Falcon said, right? Like, which one will resonate more with the public?
1: Well, the Falcon position is more nuanced. It's more the kind of statement you get from an opposition party, which is faulting the government for its legislation. Exactly. Its approach yeah. and saying you screwed up. That's a kind of a traditional political debate, Rustad takes it to a new level. And, you know, there's been long been a kind of, you know, the, the the third rail argument. You step on the electric rail and nobody wants to do that. There's been an argument in Canada. You don't use the notwithstanding clause. You don't use the override clause in the Constitution. We're starting to see that argument unravel. You've seen the premier of Saskatchewan. Scott Moe did it and an education case and... But the public is going, hey, the clause is there. Uh, not everybody, obviously. The clause is there to be used. Why don't you use it? And uh, look, uh, I think Rustad uh, will get some support and attention for this. Uh, people are going to say, uh, well, maybe this is a case where you'd use it. Now, Premature. We haven't gone through the whole process. It's a temporary injunction. It may end up in a formal court case. There's all kinds of things can happen. But it sets the tone for an election year, Simi, where I think we're going to be looking at how far can John Rustad take this uh, populist approach to the political debate
0: against the more traditional approach of BC United. Okay, so what is the next step here? What happens now?
1: Uh, The next step is to hear from the provincial government on what it's going to do. It could, I think the next thing they're most likely to do is to proclaim the legislation along with the regulations and draft the regulations in a way that tries to address some of the concerns of the judge. They could then go back in front of the same judge later this year and say, we heard you, Your Honor. Uh, We understand your concerns. Here's how we've addressed them. We think our law should survive the challenges because of this, and they might win that. They could hope to win it, and if they do win it, then the case goes away for a while. Hmm. Uh, If they lose that, then we're into some uncharted territory, Simi. The case could end up going to the highest court in the land, and that could play out over a period of years, not weeks and months.
0: Oh, boy. All right, Vaughn, thank you for that. Happy New Year.
1: Bye-bye, Simi. Happy New Year.